I'm Lauren Dimmitt Waters. I'm a New York City-based blogger and influencer who has been covering beauty, fashion, and lifestyle for what seems like forever. But now I'm a woman in midlife who wants to discover all the secrets to growing younger. I'm ready to explore topics that deal with health and anti-aging, especially when it comes to beauty, fashion, wellness, and longevity. I'll unearth what works and what you shouldn't waste your money on. Even if it's crazy, I'll hunt down the latest and greatest to help us all get through this journey called life with a little humor and a lot of attitude. I want to keep fighting the fight so we can all grow old ungracefully. So welcome to Beauty is a Bitch. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Beauty is a Bitch. Today we are going to talk about hair loss. And my guest is Bill Edwards. He is the founder and CEO of Regenics. Founded in 1993, the Regenics Hair Research Clinic has treated over half a million individuals with hair loss. Edwards is a renowned scalp and hair care specialist who has been treating scalp disorders since 1976. Today, Regenics is a household name treating celebrity clients like Matthew McConaughey. Oh, I hope he's okay with that. And expanding its reach nationwide with, an, with new at-home product line. The Regenix three-stage system is a non-surgical custom treatment program made with natural effective ingredients that work both above and below the surface of the scalp. Regenix helps with hair loss or thinning, dermatitis, dandruff, psoriasis, or extremely dry or damaged hair from chemicals and styling products. Edward's goal is to create a healthier environment, for hair growth while preventing further hair loss by stopping the deteriorative process. Welcome, Bill. How are you? Thank you. That was a long intro. <laughs> I know it was. And Matthew McConaughey. I mean, come on, we love Matthew McConaughey. That's awesome. Anyway. He's okay with it, by the way. He mentions us in his book. and I, I would assume so if he was in your bio. I'm kidding. I was kidding. Um, but uh, let's, let's talk about female hair loss today because I know so many women, I'm not one of them yet, not one, not yet, but I know so many women are experiencing this product, this problem, especially in midlife. So here's my first question. But I have noticed when I wash my hair that more is coming, I'm noticing more in the drain in midlife, and should I be concerned? Well, first of all, when you wash your hair, mm -hmm. that's when hair fall should take place. If you're seeing hair when you shampoo, you know, hair fall, um, it's not such a big deal. If you're seeing it all the time on your clothes, on your pillow and things like that, then it, it's more concerning. And a lot of things, don't forget, like, like your hair is colored. So when you color your hair, there's a lot of damaged uh, dryness and things like that. So some of that hair fall that you're concerned about could be breakage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about, um, like, can you wash your hair too much? It's, it's not the frequency of washing that's important. It's what you're using. That's the key. Okay. Um, we, I mean, over half of our clients are women. And I've been dealing with this for a long time now, and I, I, I get it. Women don't like to wash their hair too often, especially if their hair is long. It's a pain. But our recommendation is you should wash your hair at least three times a week. You can wash it more if you want to, but no less than three times a week. That keeps everything clean, keeps everything functioning the way it, the way it should. If you, if you don't wash it too often, or the worst thing is these dry shampoos, that they're horrible. They Ooh, cause all wow. kinds of problems uh, on the surface of the scalp, and then 
afterwards internally in the follicles, and that can really damage hair, cause cause it to thin, fall sooner, accelerate the uh, the 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 shedding cycle. There's all kinds of problems can can arise from that. I didn't know that because it seems to me like I, I know a lot of women now, and I'm seeing this with with my friends, and I see it on social media. There are many women in my age group, midlife, are washing their hair once a week and using dry shampoo. So you're saying that that's not good. No. We, part of our, part of our uh, process is to take hair samples with clients um, and, and we do hair microanalysis. Mm-hmm. And that indicates what's going on within the hair follicle because when you take the hair out, certain things come out with that bulb structure. And when you see a hair sample analysis of someone that's been using that dry shampoo regularly, it will, it will shock you. Okay. Tell us, what are we saying? What are you saying? Oh, you see, you see buildup of debris. Just, I mean, it's, it's just enormous. If people look at it on the screen, it is about faint. Oh, really? So it's like dirt grime basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time impacted sebum and chemical residue and all kinds of things can the little by little work into follicles over a long period of time. And the thing is, once it gets in there, mm-hmm. um, you can't remove it just with shampoo. Shampoo products will only cleanse the surface of the scalp and the follicle entrance. They do not go into the follicle itself. Otherwise, they'd cause more harm than good. So- That's why we have, a, we have a specific line of biopharmaceutical natural treatments that deal with these issues of buildup of debris. But that's a whole other end of, of, our, of our business and a whole, you know, that's, that, that's part of the process of dealing with hair loss issues and hair thinning issues to determine the nature and severity of problems within the hair follicle. We fix those problems, create a better environment so that you can recover some of the, the loss thickness in the hair as well. So you're saying that these women that think that they are helping their hair by shampooing it less, like once a week and using dry shampoo to uh, keep their hair, you know, looking fresh and clean, you know, throughout that week, that they're actually doing more harm than good, and they'd probably be better off washing their hair three times a week. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. A lot of women get fearful of, of, of shampooing their hair because, as you said at the outset, you're seeing hair fall when you wash it, and, yep. and you're panicked, so you don't wash it as much. I promise you, if you wash your hair seven days a week, uh-huh. and you lose 100 hairs every time you wash your hair, over the course of that week, you're going to lose 700 hairs. If you wash your hair once a week, you'll probably lose a thousand. Oh, interesting. Well, see, I've learned something. There we go. I'm new every day. So let me ask you this question for women. Uh, if our parents had thin hair or were bald, like my dad, um, should we be concerned as we age? And is there anything we can do to, you know, prevent the same fate as our, as our parents? Yeah. What you and a lot of people think, okay, my, my relative is bald, my father, whatever. Um, I'm therefore I inherited that. You don't inherit baldness per se, but you can inherit a susceptibility to things that can lead to it. It's kind of like 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 heart disease. You know, well, my father died of a heart attack at 45. Therefore, I am too. It's the old Mickey Mantle story. If I knew I was going to live this long, I'd take better care of myself. It doesn't mean that you're going to go bald, but it means that you have to do things to look after it more so than someone that does not have that genetic susceptibility. Okay, so there's a, whole, there's a whole series of things that have to occur okay. before genetic thinning takes place. You have to have um, testosterone in the follicle. 
that testosterone has to combine with a 5-alpha reductase enzyme to form DHT, dehydrotestosterone. When that's there, then there, there are receptor sites in the hair follicles and they are genetically programmed to activate in certain individuals, in certain areas of their scalp at a certain given time in their life. When those sites activate and there's DHT present, it bonds to the site, information transfers, and the follicles start to gradually collapse, shut down, and, and, and stop producing hair. Our function is to, re, is to fight off all of those different elements that have to take place, each, each one of them. We remove uh, impacted sebum that contains testosterone. We have elements in our treatments that neutralize the 5-alpha reductase enzyme. We also have elements that compete more aggressively for the receptor sites. So that can neutralize a genetic predisposition to problems. As long as we can catch it soon enough, if, if you let it deteriorate to the point where there's no hair growth, you're done. You're done. Okay. Sort of, you're not getting it back. Um, well, your transplants or, you know, uh, right, unless you stem cell uh, injections or something like that. Right. But if right. we can catch it soon enough while there's still hair to work with, we can not only halt the deteriorative process, but we can get back some of the, the thickness loss. So you're telling me now I'm going off subject here, but you're, so you're telling me that my sons have a chance of not being bald, even though my dad was and their dad is. <laughs> yeah, they should, they should start looking after things sooner. Okay. No, I mean, okay. we have, we have clients, we have, I mean, we have young kids. Usually what happens is we'll, we'll deal with the father and then, you know, he'll, he'll be impressed by his results. Next thing you know, he's bringing in nephews and his sons and everybody else comes in because they, they know what the situation is, so they want to make sure that they're looked after before the problem starts. So, like, what age would you say then? If you're so, now, I'm going totally sorry, everybody. I'm going off topic, but now I'm curious. So, what like what age would you? Start I would, if there's a, if there's a genetic predisposition, I would say about 16, 17. Okay, okay. that's interesting. Okay, we're not there yet, but we're getting. Yeah, we'll be getting there. And, and it just it, it involves having a hair microanalysis done. There may not be any need. For, for any action right away, but you need to have the testing done to determine if there's any circumstances that are starting to occur that should be addressed before the thinning problem starts. Interesting. Wow. Okay. So, okay, well, let's, let's take it back to women because that's really <laughs> what we should be talking about. So I know I, I've been hearing from women that it's not just that they're losing hair, but like their hairlines receding. Um, it's kind of moving back. It's thinning a bit, you know, just their hair, they're teasing it more. They're trying to hide it. What's, what's going on? What is happening with these women that they are losing their hair like this? Well, with, with women, there's a lot of different contributing factors. There, there, there are the, the, the problems within the hair follicles that we've been speaking about. But there's also other issues. There's hormone imbalances, thyroid issues, medications, birth control. There's a lot of different things that can make women more susceptible to, to problems. And by the way, women are experiencing hair loss in incredibly increasing numbers. I mean, I go back a long ways in this industry. And, and back in the old days, once in a while, we would see a woman um, with with hair loss. And it was always what they call diffuse thinning. It was kind of a weakness throughout the whole entire scalp. Fast forward to today, like I said, over half of our clients are women. Wow. And 
they're experiencing hair loss in the exact same uh, areas that men have traditionally in the crown and in the temporaries with the receding hairlines. And what do you Women have been in the workforce now for, for many years. They are subject to stresses and tensions and all those things, and it's manifesting in hair loss. Wow. Have you noticed um, since the pandemic that it's picked up too? Oh, absolutely. The, 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 um, uh, the, the Google searches for hair loss wow. with women have increased 25% in the last year. Wow. And we've seen a huge increase in, in, in people with just, they're, 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 they're panicked because they're experiencing hair fall. And a lot of it is just simply stress-induced. That's amazing. That's amazing what stress can do to your body. It yeah. really does. So kind of going along that same line, you, you mentioned that medications can lead to hair loss. So what kind of medications do you find are leading to this? Well, there, there's two types of, of uh, drug-induced hair loss. One is antigen effluvium, which is pretty much all the chemotherapy drugs. That, and it's, hard, it's, it's more dramatic and it's harder to recover from. That's where you basically lose all your hair. Right, right. Uh, the other is, is telogen effluvium. And that's where the, uh, the, 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 the cycle, the growth cycle of hair in the follicle is interrupted and the hair falls out. Um, the, the, the generalities, I mean, there's a, there's a list as long as your arm of the actual drugs, but generalities, um, acting medications with retinol and, and Accutane, uh, antibiotics, antidepressants, um, birth control pills, anti-clotting medications, uh, cholesterol drugs, drugs that suppress the immune system, breast cancer treatment, obviously that goes into the other category, but high blood pressure meds, hormone replacement, uh, steroids and thyroid meds, uh, weight loss drugs, all of these things can have a side effect or a contraindication of hair loss. Now, if, you're go if you go to your internist, oftentimes they can switch you to another medication that will work for you for the symptom you're trying to deal with, but not have the side effect of hair loss. Sometimes it's unavoidable. So women should ask for that. Um, talk to your yeah, talk to their doctor, and and if they're concerned about the hair loss, talk to talk to their internist and find out if in fact there can be a substitute without that particular contraindication. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, listen, women, do that because he just listed. <laughs> Bill just listed uh, medications that many of us pretty are much everybody's on. <laughs> exactly. You just went through the list, and I'm like, I'm on that, I'm on that. You know, and I imagine other women are as well. And so that makes me think that we're also just being prescribed a lot of medication, correct? I mean, like more so probably than ever before. Especially yeah, I, I, I was just watching uh, a, a series with Michael Keaton on the Oxycontin thing, and it is absolutely frightening the way these things were pushed. And yep. uh, people just, they get, they get caught up in this whole thing. And it just you got to look at it and say, what are, what are these things doing? Are they really helping me or are they making my life worse? Sometimes it's better just to, I'm not giving medical advice to anybody, obviously, but right. sometimes it's better to, to, to cut it all off, go natural, go homeopathic and they're naturopathic. And you may find out that you, the re end result is even better. 
Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a huge proponent of that, but I do understand their circumstances where that we, we did a lot of work. Our our offices back in the day were at Cedars Sinai Medical Office Towers, and we did a lot of work with the Cedars Oncology Department, which actually dealing with with uh, women's breast cancer survivors is what led us to develop the shampoo products that we're currently using. Oh, okay. Because okay. when you when you have survived breast cancer. You're not only concerned with what you're putting into your body, you're exactly. concerned about what you're putting on it. And a lot of the products have harsh, sometimes carcinogenic chemicals in them. So we developed our products with that in mind to make them as, as natural as they can be and yet still do the job properly. You have to have certain elements in there for the product to work. But yeah. it's the concentration of the product and the rinseability that's, okay. that's key too, because a lot of these very harsh chemical uh, shampoo products and conditioners leave chemical residues that over time work into, the, they, they'll penetrate through the skin into the bloodstream. And again, some of them have no, are known to be carcinogenic. Through the scalp. They go through the scalp. Yeah, they can go right through the skin. Wow. That's a, that's and also a, build up in the hair follicles and cause you issues with your hair. So as you're trying to cleanse your hair and look after it, you're actually causing it to worsen. So now you're saying that we should be washing our hair about at least three times a week, not waiting one week, and be careful with what shampoos and conditioners you're using. So let's ask. So obviously it does matter what shampoos and conditioners you're using, right? So what should we be using? Well, I mean, if you're using, you know, a tar-based shampoo seven days a week, you're going to be in trouble. Obviously, they're, they're very harsh. But you, you want to avoid the, the things that we took out that we knew were harmful. And, and the, the big one everybody knows about now is the ammonium lauryl sulfate and uh, sodium lauryl sulfate, sodium lauryl sulfate. The, they're, they're foam, it's a foaming agent, basically. Um, and, and they're just known to, to again, work through the, the skin into the bloodstream and cause issues. Parabens, uh, they're very common as a preservative in cosmetics. And what happens, they can be absorbed through the skin and they mimic the hormone estrogen. Mm -hmm. And it's linked to increased growth of breast cancer cells. Um, and and women, have, women show higher levels of the parabens in their bloodstream because they, they're used to using so many cosmetics and it's present in so many cosmetics. Um, sodium chloride is one that is just it's salt and it's used to thicken shampoos, but it makes the scalp very dry, very itchy. Polyethylene glycols, DEA, TEA, they're, they're emulsifiers and foaming agents. Again, these uh, emulsifier and a foaming is necessary in a good shampoo product. It's the type, it's the quantity, and the rinsability factor. Those are important elements when you're using these things. Um, the, the DEA, the, the, the uh, propylene glycols, they're also petroleum products. Uh, and they potentially can contain harmful contaminants. It's not even the, the product itself that is the culprit. It's the contaminants that are potentially in that, that gets in, and that can cause issues over time building up in your system. Um, wow. Formaldehyde. There's literally, there's, I mean, that's a known human carcinogenic. 
Uh, and and I mean, that's obviously a serious one. It, you, you can still find it. Getting Seriously. Wow. Now, is this, um, is this on all of the bottles that we, I mean, I know yeah. I love paraben free. So and, you you know, got to get a magnifying glass. Yeah. But <laughs> it's on there. Um, synthetic fragrance and synthetic color is something that we eliminate because they're, they're made from, again, they're, they're petroleum byproducts and they're harmful and carcinogenic. And our, the fragrance in all Regenix products are um, uh, aromatherapy oils. It's, it's 10 times more costly for our fragrance than for a synthetic one. And that's why the synthetics are used so much. Because and our products are all clear. There's no, there's no, I mean, we have very nice blue bottles. They're very pretty to look at. The product itself is clear. You don't need colorant in, in a shampoo product. No, you really don't. Do you? I don't. I don't pick a shampoo based on the color of it. Nobody does, but they put color in it for some reason. Okay, so what are some of the key ingredients that we should be looking for in our shampoos and conditioners? Just it, it, you know, look for something without without twenty seven words and none of them vowels. You know, <laughs> uh, there's a, a lot of the B complex uh, B six things. One th another thing to avoid are the the um, Style, not styling products, but the conditioners and the, the products that make your hair shiny and all that kind of thing. And they, they're silicone-based, petroleum-based. And the, 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 by definition, they will cling to the hair shafts. And to cling to the hair shaft, it has to be adhesive in nature. And to be adhesive, it's toxic. And again, over time, these things will, will accumulate on the surface of scalp, work their way into the hair follicles. Don't forget, when you wash your hair, you're usually washing it and rinsing it with hot or warm water, which opens and dilates the follicles. These chemical residues then get in there and they'll work into the follicles that are dilated. And then when you cool off, they close and they're in there. So they're, they're, trapped. Trapped. they're trapped. They're trapped. And, and it's cumulative. Okay. Wow. So like, when you're rinsing out your conditioner, like we all know you to get the shampoo totally out, but you know, you're, you're conditioning your hair. It feels good. You think oh, I'm going to leave some of this in, or you don't maybe rinse it as thoroughly. Like, should you be getting it completely out of your hair or what's the. Obviously it depends on the product. Some are, some are worse than others, but you should, you should rinse it all out. We have a, a, a terrific product that, that uh, the, the hair salons absolutely love. It's called damage control gel. And it's a product that, as the consistency of a gel. And when you have thoroughly rinsed the conditioner out, you've come out of the shower, you've towel dried your hair, you put a couple of squirts in the palm of your hands, rub them together and, and just massage it through the hair and comb it through. Leave it for about five minutes or so before you blow dry and style your hair and do all that stuff. And it's, it's made of the same molecular structure as hair. And if there's any damage cuticle. Let me back up for a minute. Hair is not a solid. The outside of a hair shaft is not solid. Looks like looks like a fish. They're tightly overlapping scales. When there's damage through chemical processing, combing, brushing, sleeping, wearing hats, whatever, those cuticles get damaged and they flare out. And then it catches on other hair shafts. Pieces of the cuticle get torn away. The hair get, you know how you get matted and tangled and you get the frizzies and all that kind of thing. This product, the damage control gel, will help to mend the damage to the cuticle because it's made of the same molecular structure. 
It smooths it out, easier to comb, gives your hair a little little body, a little oof to it without being sticky and, and a petroleum-based gel product. It, it really works great. It, it, people love it, especially women who process their hair. Oh, I'm, I'm saying as I run my fingers through my very processed hair. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, you're not alone. I, I've seen it. I mean, who, yeah. who these days doesn't process their hair? Uh, you know what? I know a lot of women. Let's talk about that for a second, too. I do know women, and I love it, that are embracing their gray. Um, that yeah. becoming, It's becoming more in vogue. It really is. Right. And I, to yeah. be frank, I love it. I mean, on many women, I think it looks great. You know, yeah. I, I've even been sort of toying with maybe thinking about doing it myself, but then I like, I back away. But, you know, at least the, it's there. So it, are you finding, is that actually, that must be healthier for your hair? Sure. But, but do, like, my question, so many women that I know with gray hair and are trying to embrace the gray say that for a while, especially during, like, the growing out process, that it's hard because it's almost like your hair is two different textures, not just two different colors, but two different textures. And Absolutely, yeah. How do you, which, which one do you, which one do you shampoo and condition for? <laughs> our shampoo and conditioner works on all, all types. I mean, another aspect too that people don't touch on very often is Afro-American hair. Mm -hmm. Afro-Americans have a higher uric acid count and they have dryness issues. I mean, they wash their hair sometimes once a month. The hardest part of my job is to convince them to wash their hair more frequently because the products for Afro-American hair are awful. And oh, okay. The more you use them, the worse it gets. Break, they have a huge breakage issue, dryness issues. But once you can get them over the fear of using, you know, a better, a better shampoo more often, they respond phenomenally well. Wow, that says a lot. So I think I, I just then you've really kind of blown that myth that you the less you wash your hair, the better it'll be. So that that to me is pretty amazing. But can we get back to like the baldness? So what can women do that are experiencing baldness, like balding, I should say, you know, the receding hairline, the thinning of the hair, what well, else yeah, can we be doing besides? I mean, we the, the, obviously we're, I'm, you know, I'm prejudiced because I'm with Regenix, but right. we, we suggest to have a hair microanalysis done, which will determine the nature and severity of, other uh, of issues below the surface of the scalp within the follicles that's not visible to the naked eye. But you often, you obviously have to look at your lifestyle, your diet, your general health, what kind of medications you are, you're on consult with your doctor. Um, you know, sometimes when, when you're on the, the hormone drugs, for example, the problems with hair come from an imbalance. So you have to work with, your doctor to get the get the right medication at the right level to get the balance where it should be, and that's one way to improve it too. Um, okay. Get your thyroid checked. Sometimes there are thyroid issues that okay. that will contribute to it. But all all of the, the the bases have to be covered. You can't just do one. You've got to do all of them and switch to a good shampoo product. You know, if you're if you're coloring your hair, if your hair is weakened and you process it, it's going to get fried. It's going to break and fall like crazy. 
So if you're having issues and your hair is weaker, don't process it for a while. Let it, let it get better and work on these other issues to get your new growth healthier. We have some products, like I mentioned earlier, the damage control gel to deal with the existing hair but you also have to deal with a new growth. Another wonderful product we have for women who color their hair is called the, the um, um, what's the name? <laughs> follicle, follicle guard. Um, you apply it to the surface of your scalp prior to having your hair processed. What that does wow. is keeps the harsh chemicals of processing from getting down into the follicles and affecting the new growth. And we developed it because of the fact that obviously we're in Los Angeles, we're based there, and, and although we have clients all over the world, um, you're, you can't tell women to stop coloring their hair. So what you have to do is try to mitigate the damage as much as you possibly can. Well, that's why we've developed these things. You can't tell them in New York either. Just, <laughs> Just about I, anywhere. <laughs> I know, I know, but, I, but I, as I said, I Maybe, love- maybe Montana. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But I'm seeing a trend. I, I, I have to say, I'm kind of liking it, of, the, of women embracing the gray. Because we've always yeah. said for years, you know, it looks so good on men, and, you know, gray yeah. looks much better on men. But I'm, I, I love seeing that women are, are embracing it. Uh, so where can one get a micro, a hair microanalysis done? Like, where would you look for that? It just, it, if you just go to regenics.com and, and click on the, you know, the, Hair, hair analysis, hair microanalysis, and there are forms there to fill out. They'll, there's instructions. You just take loose hair samples from four specific areas, uh, affix them to a to a piece of paper with a piece of tape or a sticker. Leave, don't leave the bulb exposed. Okay. Draw a circle, basically, and put front, back, left temple, right temple, and put the hair sample from the appropriate area on that form. Mail it in, and they'll do they'll do a uh, the, the microanalysis. They'll email you the actual micro photographs that we take when we do the analysis so that you'll be able to see the results online as we're looking at them as well. And then if you, if you want to process, progress further, you can talk to one of our techs and, and they can walk you through a program and set up the, the proper type of treatment for your particular needs. That's so cool. kind of want to, curious, I, I'm almost scared. <laughs> It was interesting what happened with the COVID because we had a brick and mortar center there that the, the, the great governor of California shut us down. But luckily, we were already moving into the mail order end of things, and we just expanded into that rapidly. And we're dealing with people so efficiently now. We've got we've got it down to a science. I mean, you can get your results back really fast. And then when you get involved in a program, we ask you to send us in hair samples every three months. Oh. And that gives us the opportunity to not only monitor your progress, and again, we send you the emails of the microphotographs, um, but it also enables us to adjust the formulations that we're giving you. There's many different types and combinations of the treatments that we use to deal with these problems. And you go through varying stages, and the formulations change as you go through. First is, is getting rid of problems and stabilizing thinning. And then we get into the fun part, which is actually getting into the thickness and strength of the existing hair. So you have, you can personalize it, your, your, your hair care system. You also have um, like styling and all types of, of hair care, like shampoos and conditioners, all different kinds. But then you also have vitamins. Can you talk a little bit about those? 
Yeah, uh, we recommend uh, generally for women a B complex that we carry and um, iron. There, there were some studies done recently that about 75% of women that are experiencing hair loss were also deficient in iron. So we just kind of covered the base. It's a low dose. You don't want to get involved in these big mega dose vitamins. You want to take a low dose with meals regularly. If you, you know, these, I get crazy with these, these huge mega dose vitamins. You can, they literally get kidney damage from taking too many vitamins. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, and I, I noticed that the, the prices are, you know, not bad. Um, like $30 for a conditioner and the style, you know, nothing higher than that. And the styling thing, this is the prices are, uh, you know, quite, they're not, they're not, um, they're not exclusionary. Let's put it that way. They're not as high as they should be. Put it that way. <laughs> I was trying that. I was like, wow, that's not bad. I'm paying a lot we, more for we, some we of try to, We try to fight it a lot, believe me. <laughs> I was trying to find a way to not say that. Like, wow, these aren't bad at all. They find things at the drugstore that cost more. Yeah, we're, um, we're, we're between a rock and a hard place now with, with the supply chain issues and prices going up on everything. And, and a lot of the suppliers, if you're not ordering 10 million items, they won't even sell to you. So it's yeah, but then they're just stuck out on battle too. somewhere. They're stuck out in a harbor. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. But I was, okay, so if anybody wants to, um, you know, get the hair analysis or look into the products, they're at uh, regenics.com. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? This has been very, I'm like, I'm, I'm still a little surprised about not washing your hair once a week. Not that I do. I'm an every other day kind of gal, but um, that's interesting because I know so many people are like, you shouldn't be washing your hair so much to me. And I'm like, eh, I don't like it when it feels, you know, kind of dirty. No, that's not what Bill said. It's not what Bill said. That's what I'm going to say. Because I used to be that, you know, especially when I played sports when I was younger and before I was coloring my hair a lot, I washed my hair every morning. You know, it was hard just to break me from that. I, once a week to me is just, I don't think that, I don't think that was ever in the cards anyway, but I know a lot of women that do that. So I hope. Yeah. The, the, the toughest clients I had were the, were the elderly who would go to the hair salon once every two weeks and they would wash it and style it and they wouldn't touch it for two more weeks. Oh. Those are the hard ones to deal with. <laughs> I bet. Uh, yeah. I, yeah I, I don't know if I could do that, but I remember like seeing those women at the hair salon and I was thought, you know, it was kind of cute. It's like they make their day of it and they go get their hair done. But, I'm sure after like a week, it's not so cute. <laughs> well, they, there's so much hairspray, it's like a helmet. So. Right. That's what we used to call that helmet hat. Right. Well, thank you. This is, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? This well, you ask great questions. I can't think of a thing. I think you've covered it. Oh, good. Okay. Well, anybody, if you have any questions or any other questions, something that I might have forgotten, email me. I'll make sure I'll ask Bill. I'll get you the answers. But uh, I'd be happy to ask, answer anybody's questions. Okay, great. So remember, uh, you can check out these products at uh, regenics.com. Thank you, Bill, so much for taking the time to speak with oh, me. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us the rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us out a lot. I have a new Pro Aging Podcast weekly, so please contact Lauren at fountainof30.com for sponsorship opportunities. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And remember, don't wash your hair just once a week. Wash it more than that. Okay, take care, everybody. And uh, be well. <laughs>